Good evening and a happy Monday. Uh, this is a Thinking Out Loud podcast, and I'm your host, Bauliki Museki. We are yet um, on another season and another episode. Season number three, episode number two. And uh, this season, we're looking at Sidology, the art of lying. We began with our first episode last week, and today we are moving on to our second episode. And in this episode, we want to find out what the big question is, can you change someone's reality by what you give them visually to watch? Um, We did realize that there is some influence, some kind of damage that entertainment TV does to the infant brain and also to the adult brain and we were left with this question now in answering this question we are going to look at um, some of the information that is integral to that question so that at the end we may have the question fully answered um, with evidence um, from studies and uh, from observation thinking out loud shaping your destiny Um, we are continuing as I said we are looking at the big question um, whether you can change someone's reality by what you give them visually to watch so I'd like to start by stating this that um, when you're sitting down in a theater or a cinema um, looking at a giant screen probably wearing 3d glasses um, and you are swimming in surrounding sound and processing all the images that flip by per second usually it's 24 images that flip by per second what really happens to your brain your brain dutifully processes this stimuli um, or whatever it receives and that's little else that's all it does just does processing them and um, when this is happening your prefrontal cortex which is involved in impulse control future thinking or reasoning from cost effect and moral choices is basically inactivated in this process so once you sit in front of a screen entertainment and i use the cinema theater as um, an example here but you can have the same even at your home the prefrontal cortex shuts down we did talk about that in the past that i um, in the first 90 seconds uh, the oxygenation of the prefrontal cortex goes down the blood flow toward that goes down it plummets and because this is the case You get lost in the movie. You can't question and logically um, judge, place a moral judgment on whatever is happening in the movie. Sometimes we even get to a point where we support violence because, well, it's the bad guys against the more evil guys. So we support the bad guys because they are trying to take out the bad, the evil guys. 
that's that's what actually happens in the brain because the prefrontal cortex has been inactivated now let me contrast this with educational tv now educational tv is not entertaining um some people find it boring and it's understandable why someone find it boring but Educational TV, things like, you know, watching a speech, whether it's a political speech, um, an economic budget, or a health report, or analysis of uh, some event or of something that happened, um, or the government's plans and so forth and so on. It has a different effect on the brain in the sense that it appeals or it appeals to and stimulates the prefrontal cortex it engages your logic your judgment your reasoning that is why you find some people arguing with the tv because maybe they don't agree with the political statement that is made by a certain um, political entity or um, leader or you know um, organization that's why some would even argue that no that speech it didn't make sense because when you look at the GDP and this and that and that and that, you know, they are reasoning with um, or they are arguing with the information that they receive from the TV because it's educational. It engages a prefrontal cortex. But no one can ever argue with entertainment TV. Number one, in the first 90 seconds, blood flow to that part of the brain that um, engages uh, when you are uh, making a judgment or um, making a point or making an argument has plummeted. Therefore, oxygen levels have gone down. Um, glucose levels have gone down as well. So there's less activity there. You can't argue with entertainment TV. You may find what is happening there um, disagreeable. You may vehemently be against what is happening, but you can't argue against it. It may cause you to cry or laugh or feel angry or feel scared because it's appealing to the emotions, not to the logic. So that's the difference between educational TV and entertainment TV. That's why some people only watch news, you know, to get what is happening and then they shut down the TV. Because those, um, they have a different effect compared to what is termed as entertainment that we receive from TV. Now, because of these facts, the fact that entertainment TV bypasses the judgment and the reasoning, the logic part of your brain, companies spend a lot of money in advertising their products using TV. See an advert that runs for 90 seconds. You see an advert, uh, advert that runs for two minutes. And usually they put these adverts on commercial breaks. You know, after they give you much of entertainment, they go for a break and they put that, that advert in there. Now, this is well calculated because they know that the first 90 seconds of you watching entertainment TV, the brain activity went low, especially that part that is important for decision make it went low plummeted and when they throw in this advert they know that the state of the brain is not optimal at that point so they have or they do spend a lot of money in advertising and they manipulate the masses into buying their products or services 
marketers understand that the key to marketing is emotional attachment there was so oh, there is this um harley davidson ed uh, harley davidson is this company that sells motorcycles or motorbikes so there was this man who was asked by the um director by the executive director um or executive officer rather what the advert is all about or what harley davidson is all about he said no it's you are all about selling motorcycles or motorbikes said no 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 we are not about that we don't so we don't sell motorbikes so the question was what do you sell and this is how he responded this is how the ceo responded to the question what do you sell he said we don't sell motorbikes we sell the ability for a 43 year old accountant to dress in black leather drive through a small country town and have people be afraid of him we sell an emotion we sell a feeling if you use logic to buy a motorbike you'd buy a japanese one because they are awesome close quote so here we see that this person knows that if you are going to use logic then you're not going to buy from harley davidson but you buy from the japanese because their motorbikes are awesome but they sell this feeling this emotion and since they appeal to the emotion you see many people buying harley davidson regardless of its ridiculous prices and when you look at the society that we live in um <clears throat> it was not always emotionally an emotionally driven market this began in 1920s uh, with uh, the nephew to Sigmund Freud um, who's Edward Bernays Edward Bernays was basically the in-law to Sigmund Freud um Sigmund Freud uh, married someone from the Bernays family and uh, the, that is how they relate with um, with Edward so what he did is that he attached an emotion to buying a certain product for example an automobile or vehicle a car he was the one basically who said look you know you will feel better he didn't only give the logical reasons for buying the automobile but he added that you will feel better after buying it so when people bought products they saw it as an emotional transaction rather than a utilitarian transaction whereby you no know, i need this thing to accomplish this work but they went like i need this thing to make myself feel better this began in 1920s now this is very very important um why is this important because 1920s they followed they came after the second world war we'll actually get back to that in a in a gif so he shifted almost single handedly he shifted the society's way of thinking from a needs based society to a wants based society he used his uncle's writings about human desire his uncle being sigmund freud himself and applied them to the masses in his book propaganda the public mind in the making um edward edward benes basically shows how uh, 
you can appeal to the emotions and manipulate people to do something that under normal circumstances they wouldn't do now i did say that the 1920s followed in the second world war and that is very important now this is what happened all wars um whether big or small they are expensive um you spend more in a war you spend to create weapons that are going to uh disintegrate i mean you create a bomb which is going to disintegrate there's nothing after that so the expenditure of um that that is involved in a war is is actually you know it's negative in the sense that it yields negative results in the sense that you don't get anything out of it but when you spend to build a road you know that well that road is going to generate income for me um when i tax those who use the road for example if you build a house you spend money but it is going to generate income for you so all wars by nature they produce that negative effect or consequence um in the sense that you don't benefit anything out of it and no besides that uh, these weapons they destroy infrastructure they destroy um, the environment so it becomes more expensive all wars are expensive so the second world war resulted in poverty the state of things before the second world war before the war and after the war immediately after the war were not the same so after the war ended um there was a fear by manufacturing companies that the things that they are producing the things that they are uh you know manufacturing those things they will run out of market in the sense that now people will get to a point where they don't demand what is being supplied and this would tilt the scale of supply and demand in a negative way or to the disadvantage of producers or companies because if the demand is low but the supply is high then it means that there's no one who's buying the products and companies are running at a loss so then they had to find a way to make sure to ensure that the skills don't become tipped to their disadvantage but rather to their advantage that even when you have enough there is this demand that rises for the products that are being produced or manufactured by companies now this is well captured by Paul Mazol from the Layman's Brothers open quote this what is it open quote we must shift america from a needs to a desires culture people must be trained to desire to want things even be even before the old has been entirely consumed we must shape a new mentality in america men's desires must overshadow his needs close quote so they said this is what we need to do we need to culture people educate them into believing that they need something not because they really need it but because they desire it and therefore that will perpetuate the demand supply um ratio 
whereby the demand is higher than the supply or at least they are equal so that it is never the supply that is higher than the demand so advertising then works by creating a void in your self-worth because they that's the only thing they can use the desire they they create a void in your self-worth that only their product or service can fill that's what companies do that's that was the breaking point or the the, the, the groundbreaking um you know moment for them when they realize that we have to focus on the desires appeal to the emotions and an example of that is that you know men are sold the idea that looking cool which is very subjective by the way um is better than functionality and women are sold the idea that external beauty is paramount over personality and character today we have more developments in neuroscience and uh because of that there's this phenomenon phenomenon that is called um neuromarketing which is a more precise way of emotionally driven marketing they do it with military precision they calculate they appeal not to what you need but to how you feel about certain things they sell you an idea as i said elon they create a void in yourself with that if you don't have this if you don't look like this if you don't own this and that then somehow you're not smart then somehow you're not beautiful you're not cool you're not handsome you are not civilized that's the picture that they create and after you see that i like these things therefore it means i'm not civilized i'm not smart i'm not beautiful i'm not handsome you go all the way out to acquire those things so that you may fit within the category of being smart or handsome or beautiful or civilized whatever the advert um is all about you want to be seen as that kind of person who has it and even if that product is very expensive you know that you are way, going way way out of your budget you know that uh, you are even going to put yourself in debt you still go and get it and you know they have certain people usually you celebrities who would advertise these things and you like oh so and so has it therefore i must have it and that's the thing that they create that's the a thought that they implant in the brain or in the mind that if you don't have this thing you are not sufficient be like so and so be cool like so and so and own this and you buy it at a very high price this another element um that is there in adverts besides being manipulative or using manipulation um, as a tool adverts are also highly entertaining this is the second element um, to advertising modern advertising it is highly entertaining now i'll just mention some of the tools that have been used besides manipulation that that fall under um entertainment um that are highly entertaining 
you can have things like and they usually use this too <clears throat> mostly they use sex and humor if they want to sell um a certain car um whatever whatever car um whatever uh car you know or vehicle company that you know if they want to sell their car or their vehicle they usually connect it with a beautiful woman and you can see today by how women are attracted most women are attracted to cars that have a certain standard or you know um have a certain price have a certain name they are attracted to the car but you know the car is an owner who drives it so they hook up with that person based on what they drive that's just one example and they also use humor uh for example bear commercials alcohol uh, commercials they use a sense of humor and you know if alcohol companies would use their customers for advertising no one would buy if they used the effects of alcohol on a human being for advertising no one no one would buy those because it engages your logic like okay this is going to damage my health it's going to damage my liver it's going to give me this and that and that and that i am not going to buy that so there is a sense of humor and this is because sexuality and humor are associated with pleasure so the reason people still go and buy alcohol the reason people still go way out of budget and buy expensive cars and all that is because the tools that are being used the entertainment tools that are being used to advertise such things are connected with pleasure if i have this it will make me feel good if i drink this it will make me feel good in our next episode we are going to look at the use of sexuality in marketing till we meet again thinking out loud shaping your destiny